Four Women, One Podcast, and a Hard Stack of Romance Novels. Welcome to the Kinky Ladies Book Club. I'm Kayla, here with my hot-ass bitches, Nicole. Hello. Amanda. Hello. Deontha. Hi. Alrighty, ladies. Today, we are reading Bewitch Her, Descended from a Witch, One, by Atlas Rose. You invade my dreams, the hexer growled. The blade under my chin forced my gaze to his and crawl under my skin. You make it impossible to have any kind of life unless it's a life chasing you. Three hexers hunt the most dangerous creatures on earth and now they're coming for me. Paid by a cruel cane to track me down, they'll stop at nothing to take my powers, my purpose, and my will. But I have a destiny, one hidden from me for my entire life. My future lies in the darkness and the untapped power in my blood. I will kill who I have to. I will bring this battle to the king's door. So why do I find myself falling when these hexers are near? Why do I find myself longing for more than their bed? I am more than my desires. I will take from them and I will leave, even if leaving is killing me. For I am descended from the witch. (laughs) (laughs) A.K.A. Witcher fan fiction. Sort okay. of. Yeah, with so, like like with like a female original character like a like a Mary Sue. <laughs> like I even the covers got like the white hair. Yeah, like, guy like this on one's it. Geralt, and then there is another two that don't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the other ones look like, but Wilds look just like Geralt. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely yeah. picture the other two. Henry one Cavill. of them had black hair and the other one had red hair. <laughs> That's what they looked like. And the black-haired one had, like, piercing blue eyes, while the other one had, like, gray eyes or something. But, yeah, they didn't leave uh, any room for imagination here. It just, like, was just straight up just screams. The Witcher, I I haven't started watching the show prior to reading this book, so after reading it, I actually put on an episode or two and started watching it to kind of get, like, a sense of of the world that I just, you know, dived into. (laughs) Yeah, we all had reactions. You finally watched a show. I read a bunch of fan fiction. I pictured Henry Cavill as Wilds. That was my favorite part, Wilds. is picturing Henry Cavill. I saw, this thing, I saw this thing on Twitter, and it was like, um, you know how you say, like, you like you clean up well? There should also be a version that's, you grime up good, and Henry Cavill's like, the epitome of that. I was not into him at all until the <laughs> yeah, Witcher like came in out. a suit. It's like who is this boring ass man? <laughs> and then you put some like dirt on his face, and you're like, "Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello, how do you do? Yeah, don't mind if I do coming over here." Ooh. So this one actually has reviews, unlike the last one we just read. <laughs> we have a five star review from Kathy Abrahamson. Holy hotness. She spelled hotness wrong. Uh, Really enjoyed the story. Was fast-paced from the first moment. Some very steamy scenes that left me hot and bothered. Looking forward to the next installment. Which I'm a little confused about because this was not a fast-paced book. So I don't know what she's talking about. I have a two-star review that I feel like uh, mirrors a good deal of my feelings about this book. Two stars by Lauren Lossier. Lossier? I don't know. Um, Meh. It had a flat storyline with no side stories, plots, surprises, or twists. Ever is running from the guys, and that's literally it. Boring. Two people found this helpful, and I was one of them. 
Um, I have a one-star review from Kelly D. Grimes. Uh, she says, garbage. Don't waste your time, even if it's free. The plot is thin. The characters are flat. It's a juvenile attempt at fantasy. If you're a fan of erotica, there are about 20 pages, which would better be served as a penthouse letter than in a novel. Which I disagree with. The scenes were not good enough for a penthouse letter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, guys. I have a three-star review from L. Bry 2602. It's titled, Okay, Read. This is the first book in The Descended from a Witch by Atlas Rose, who is a new-to-me author. Wilds, Keen, and Wrist are hexers or witch hunters who are after ever in escapee from the king's clutches. The book has a ton of twists, turns, and head-scratching moments. There is intense chemistry between these four main characters, but this book certainly created a lot more questions than it answered. The second book is available now, but book three isn't out until next month. The best thing about this book is that you can read it for free with your subscription to Kindle Unlimited. Just okay read. I received a free copy of this book via Booksprout and I'm voluntarily leaving a review. Uh, I also want to follow that one up with, this review was left on April 11th of this year uh, and it says that book three is not yet out. Um, I finished this book Sunday or Monday, no, I don't know, like Thursday I think I finished this book. And I checked the sequels and we are currently awaiting the publication of like book six or seven. So between okay. the middle of April and now like four or five more books came out. Yeah. So book one came out in uh, February of this year and book six comes out on September 16th. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, spending quality time in quarantine writing. <laughs> God, I wish I was that productive writing. <laughs> right? That right? <laughs> Holy cow, I wish I had so, like so many novels. problems. Oh, I would man. have a full oh, dissertation. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be writing oh, my, my own porn. Right? <laughs> I mean, you could do that again. I mean, it's an option. I could do that again. I haven't. You <laughs> <laughs> <I> should. <laughs> <laughs> come on nicole we just want to sell your porn on the podcast that's all we want so, pay me a good price for it <laughs> shameless plug i can't even legally plug any of the titles i wrote because i ghost wrote them <laughs> no oh my goodness all right ladies so <laughs> with this book at first I thought we were going to jump right into sex. And I was like, whoa, we're going right into like a foursome here. This is pretty crazy. And then it just turns out it's a fucking dream. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> All right. So we leave uh, that situation. She just like wakes up and all three of these guys are here after chasing her, the hexers. And um, I, can I say though, and I want to come back to this with this prologue that I still have absolutely no clue when that dream takes place in the rest of the storyline. Chapter 22 oh. or 23. I took note of it when it happens because yeah. I have the same thing. The plot was so confusing that I also had no idea when the dream came, when the dream actually before, happened. <laughs> before I continue, I will say when it comes to the writing of this story, I got lost 
quite a bit because I feel like it jumped too quickly into certain like sections or certain things happening so I was like wait what was that and I had to like go back a bunch because I was like didn't like two sentences ago two sentences ago this was something else and like now she's here and I'm like what just happened like I feel like you know, it didn't I, make a I, lot. I, I had I read, a lot of problems with the writing in this book. Like yeah. A lot of them. I read the whole thing, that, and they talk about the stone a lot, and I couldn't yeah. tell you what the hell it is, or what it does, or why she the needs to. The stone is to magic, it. and it has to do with her mom. Let's There's just like a kid. Let's just let to it. Let's okay. just let right. Kayla do the plot. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Before we start plowing into this thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, we're going to need some lubrication. Um, so in my opinion, this book is a very slow burner and it was really frustrating um, because of that. Like, so we think they're jumping into sex right away. That's not the case. And then we go into chapter one from like the point of view from this healer person, which we don't hear from again actually, which was, I was really confused. I was expecting to encounter this person again later in the story because she gets sent down into this jail where all the worst of the worst baddies are kept and there's this woman screaming and she just does not want to go downstairs and the guard guy's like, get the fuck down there. I'm going to kick you down the stairs like a total dick. Um, she gets down there, turns out um, the big bad witch she's referred to as Black Viper, uh, is essentially pregnant with triplets um, and is trying to give birth well in shackles, which can't be comfortable. I mean, birth in general is not comfortable. I've never had a baby, but it's not comfortable, especially if we're going to have three babies, um, let alone being strapped in, you know, steel shackles. Doesn't sound like a good day. Um, so this healer girl... Uh, she apparently the last healer like died she doesn't know why um but she so she thinks she's essentially gonna die she goes down there helps black viper deliver her three babies two of the babies come out fine and then the third baby comes out um stillborn and the black viper which is like no there needs to be three um so she takes the baby starts whispering some things third baby comes to life magic um and then this like seer his name is the seer sir seer i don't know how you pronounce it um he's hanging around he's like cut the cords let me take the babies um so essentially once the babies like are out of mom they cut the they cut the cord these like random dudes in cloaks take the babies away mama never sees them again um mama dies healer is like oh my goodness i have been changed for the rest of my life now because of this experience and the guy's like yeah you've been changed he's like you're never going to tell this to uh talk about this to anybody or say anything to anyone and she's like oh no i, I know i won't i promise and then he's like yeah i'm gonna make sure you never will so i'm assuming he cut out her tongue and or he killed her i don't know i was really unclear about that and then it jumps to 18 years later so essentially like her like 18th birthday probably or somewhere near that and this is like one of the three babies I'm under the presumption that it's the third baby the one that was stillborn just because she has like a big three scar baby in her I don't know 
Um, but she star had doesn't the three scar doesn't really necessarily have anything to do with how many she was. The three scar has to do with the three dudes. It um she's yeah, the first that. baby. And I know this because I read the back covers to all of the sequels to figure <laughs> out what the rest of the oh, world God. So ever is the first baby and then like one of the subsequent books is about the second baby and then like the last in the series is about the third baby okay well i mean i did not bother reading the back covers of the other books i didn't really care to <laughs> uh, i was confused I was too yeah uh, yeah that's what essentially what i was saying is like, I was confused, and, like, maybe that's what that means, but it was very confusing as to why, why that was, like, relevant. Because um, at first I was thinking, like, oh, maybe they just want to be able to tell the babies apart, so they just brand them with scars, <laughs> like, fucking cattle. But okay. Um, that's essentially what I thought of off the top of my head. Um, I mean, that would have made point. a lot more sense than what it actually is. Yeah, yeah like they all is natural. Which is that she is thoughts. she is one and they are three and for some reason they are connected. That's what the scar means. The so the weird. babies also all had like different hair colors coming out too. Like the first one had black hair, the middle one was a blonde, and the third one was a redhead. And I'm like, these are newborns. How are I'm we getting that to remember that hair color? All their hair colors change by the time they're eighteen. Yeah, so like I they're all brunettes like, all of a sudden. My goodness. But, so yeah, she's like in her little tower. Kind of makes me think of like a Rapunzel thing where she has like, he's called Pharaoh or Farah or whatever. Um, guy that like teaches her everything. And he's essentially just like telling her, it's like, your mother's a piece of shit. You're just like your fucking mother. Don't, you can't leave the tower because the world hates you everybody hates you um so he's just constantly like for her entire life has just been belittled by this fucking dude but at the same time he's trying to teach her stuff and he's a terrible teacher from uh how she talks about him doesn't allow her to read anything about the moon um which i presume the moon has a lot to do with like her powers and keep like what would make her strong so it makes sense why she wouldn't be allowed to um read about that she talks about her markings under her skin which uh, I kept thinking of the Tom Cruise version of the mummy when they were talking about this I don't know if you guys watched that movie yet not no I've I've actively avoided that movie (laughs) listen if it doesn't have Brendan Fraser in it I don't want it (laughs) agree it's it yeah, it's nothing like the original Mummy movies. Yeah. Like, it's, like, its own category. But, like, the girl who plays the mummy in this version, a lot of, like, the marks, like, appear on her skin. So, like, that's what I thought of while this, uh, well, like, she was describing her stuff. And, like, this, like, teacher guy has, like, treated her like shit for so long that she's actually tried to cut, like, the black markings out of her whenever she's seen them. So she, like, really hates herself and it's kind of sad. Um, so this whole part was really confusing because I was like, wait, out of nowhere, she just decides to run. Like she starts hearing a voice, like she's schizophrenic, it feels like. Um, and she essentially like escapes out of, uh, the tower and then she is in the tower. Well, I'll stop saying she, because her name is Ever. 
So Ever um, escapes this tower, you know, at some point, and she was afraid to before because beyond the walls, like, you'll be killed, hunters will track you down outside the castle, you know, he kept warning her, or whatever. So she escapes, um, our hexers, our hunter guys, wilds and crew, um, start chasing her through, like, a market, and she, like, hides under, like, a table, and wilds essentially, like, drags her out, finds her, and then she, like, tries to, like, duel them, She's like, I challenge you, like, you're not gonna, like, are you scared of me to, like, fight or whatever in front of everybody in this uh, little kingdom here? And everybody's like, yeah, fight, fight, fight. Like, it's a fucking high school (laughs) cafeteria ring. Um, And then she, like, jabs him in the crotch. He falls. She escapes, goes into the wood, and this starts this whole, like, uh, never-ending cat-and-mouse game of constantly chasing each other um because she's going after this stone thing as you mentioned earlier um which we really have no idea what the fuck it is based off of these besides like these weird premonitions or like visions she keeps having of this rock and something that the king did something really shitty the king did like killing people in this village um over this weird stone so pretty much essentially the whole book is just back and forth them getting close her getting farther they're almost crossing paths um eventually along the way she encounters this wolf that's being like kicked and beat up by these two fucking weirdo dudes and she's like hey stop that and then they're like oh aren't you pretty don't you have a pretty mouth and they try to gang up on her and rape her essentially but they failed because she jabs the one dude in the crotch and then lights the other dude on fire and I was like huzzah I'm like this is great fuck you rapist dude he died other dude ran away um wolf runs away and then she goes along a merry way and eventually the wolf comes back they share a rabbit together and now they're friends so he just kind of follows her the rest of the way um in this book um eventually she gets to a town or almost to a town and like she encounters this guy like in a little um little carriage or whatever and he's like oh you're starving like do you want some food she's like actually can I get one of those daggers (laughs) like so she gets a dagger she gets some bread from this guy goes into this town you know, there's a bunch of like back and forth stuff and this whole time like while she's running away she keeps having these dreams um about wilds and the other guys which i feel like is a missed opportunity because i feel like these dreams could have be a lot more hot and heavy than they were um there could have been a lot of sexy stuff stuffed into that that would have made this book a little bit more exciting and it really didn't like they didn't take advantage of that um because we get to a point where she's like going from town to town and she's like healing people as she goes, uh, little sick children, and she's doing some good. She's doing good witch stuff. I mean, people said they would hate her, but she's, they're loving her. They're paying her money. Um, and she's just going on her merry way from place to place because she can't stay too long. But eventually, like, she gets to this one guy's house to help heal this like super sick kid. Um, and while she's there, they capture Wilds because they Wilds and the crew try to get into this like castle thing, and then he gets captured. 
she finds out that he's there. Um, the Lord guy shows him off, like, haha, we caught this hexer guy. <laughs> you don't have to worry. Go do your thing. Go heal my son. Um, and then she goes down, goes back healing this kid. Not finished yet. But um, I love how it jumped from, like, her healing this kid to, like, leaving the room and everybody's being passed out because she purposed, she did something to make everybody fall asleep just so she could go back up to the roof, look wild in the eye, strip, get naked, and then pounce on his boner um, <laughs> in this very dominating fashion. So they fuck for the first time while he's, like, hung up in shackles. They really like the idea of people being hung out of shackles. Um, I still, and then we get introduced. Oh. I, I still can't understand, like, the motivation for, nope. like, oh, man, this guy's been trying to murder and or kidnap me for, like, a year at this point. I'm going to bone him while he's chained to this wall. I have a couple of notes about just, like, I don't understand anybody's motivation Yeah, in this book. At any yeah, point. I didn't understand that quite a bit. It was just kind of out of, an, out of nowhere. She just starts stripping, and she's like, I'm wet. I'm going to sit on your dick. It was like, let's go. And then she just, yep, they just come leaves. at each other. Then <laughs> just leaves. Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, and then she's off. She she goes back to healing the kid. Heals the kid. Um, she she took her bone break. Um, goes back to healing the kid. Little boy's okay. I was like, oh, thank God. Poor little dude. I'm um, glad he's fine. Can I say another thing real quick? Like, how could she have guaranteed that like wilds wouldn't have told somebody while he was like still chained in here like she's peacing out what makes her think he wouldn't just go to the guards and then like yo the witch just fucked me like don't (laughs) trust her (laughs) right so like she goes and does her thing and then she leaves um but while wilds is like still chained up some like guy from his past shows up um and he's like, oh, like all the times that we fought or whatever, you saved my life. I owe you. So I'm cashing in that check. So I'm helping you escape. Now I don't owe you anymore. And this guy is like, uh, we'll just call him V because I don't remember his name. Um, I v called him V. Sassoon. Because I can't remember his name. I kept calling him different things like Vidal Sassoon or Vidalia Onion or Morrison. I want to say his name was Vassar, but I could be wrong because I'm Vassar? not a liar. Sure. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I think Vassar? that's what his name was. Maybe? Star? I don't know. Vaseline. He was an ex hexer. So apparently, you can stop being a hexer at any point interesting i mean it's um, never made clear what makes them hexers to begin with so why would it be made clear what makes they them have quit? some <laughs> magic exactly because apparently and they, they magic. work for the king but so he only uses like, magic like once i think in this book i don't even know yeah he, some, some at some point uses magic once so uh, the dog here helps him get out of the shackles and then immediately all the guard these guards come rushing in and then it's like a fight scene with the guards well, V decides to literally, well, like, apparently the hexers don't kill humans, kind of like a whole witcher thing. Um, don't kill humans at all costs, like, only monsters, whatever. Um, and V here, like, just beats this guard's face in, like, a fucking savage. He's it, like, <laughs> this is great. 
Yeah, this fucking guy's name is like Vidar. Like V-I-D-A-R-R. Long R. I prefer V-Dog, so let's stick with that. V-Dog's good. Yeah, so V-Dog's like, oh, so what about the girl? And he's like, dude, He's, she's not yours. She's not yours, Chase. Like, she's mine to chase. Like, you can't chase her because I'm already chasing her. And he's like, Yeah, you want to bet? And he's just like, Doop, V Dog out. Starts chasing her and he starts freaking out because he's like, Oh my God, I got to find the other guys because, you know, Dickwad here is going to fucking kill her if I don't get to her first. Um, so he goes and uh, wrangles the other guys. <laughs> um, and then. They go off on their merry way to hunt down V-Dog and Ever. So Ever is with her wolf companion, which uh, I forgot to mention, she named Bandit. Um, Adorable, but kind of weird and misplaced in this book. (laughs) Um, And V-Dog catches up with Ever, and before he actually catches up with her, like, there's this, like, crazy scene where she, like, trips and like freaking breaks her damn leg like just splits it and she's like oh, I don't know what to do and then she's like wait I'm a healer I can do the same things I did to people so she tries to heal her leg and she gets it pretty much healed except for like it's like spring now so she's like hobbling away the dog's coming up on her tail and then they kind of fight a little bit and you think like he's gonna kill her wilds like swoops in and like kills the bastard they like dual slice you know he slits his throat um they all cheer yay um and then they end up going to some like cabin in the woods for her to heal um and they're all together and we find out what's his name keanu keani k-dog is a really good cook i was also calling him keanu (laughs) (laughs) i was just like (laughs) K-Dog here is a really good cook, and he makes some bomb-ass honey bread. Um, So we find out that this guy is super sensitive, but of course, he's the sensitive guy that knows how to cook that thinks he's super ugly and no woman would want to be with him because he's so intimidating. Oh, my heart. Um, (laughs) uh, And then the other one, what's his name? Wrist, our dog, is like out does things because he wants to be helpful. Such a stupid name. It's such a stupid um, name. So, like, now they're, like, in this little cabin of the wood thing, and it made me think of, like, back to, like, the the wolves all, like, cohabitating. That's what I did. It's basically werewolf, alien werewolf courting. It's the same thing. <laughs> so, like, she's got, like, a lady boner for all three of these dudes, um, but Wild is actually the only person that she's done anything with. So... K-Dog here makes her honey bread because he finds out that's her favorite thing. Um, brings it in, is feeding it to her, and then they share a kiss. And then she's like, well, fuck, I done did that. So my feelings are weird. I'm going to run away. So she goes to run away, ends up near a cave or in a cave. I got really confused at this point. But they go into this, like, you know, area. Uh, well, before they go in the area, they start kissing again. And she's like, we shouldn't. But they go into the cave. Our dog and Wilds show up, um, and Kay is just, like, making out with her against this, like, cave wall, and then R comes in, and they're like, I'm gonna join you, and they have, like, this, like, threesome thing starting, going on, kind of hot, and Wilds is just chilling at the entrance, just 
washing, pissed off like a little child. He actually storms off and has a temper tantrum. <laughs> um, so they all fuck. But I will say, like, I love how much care they put into it. Like, they're like, oh, like taking off her boots and like take like doing it for her and then redressing her at the end. So they didn't just like leave her after like finishing and walking away. Like they took care into it, which is nice. Um, so she goes into the river to go like bathe after this situation. And then Wilds pops up out of nowhere because he's pissed off, gets naked, gets into the river, and then just starts jerking off in front of her. And then comes in the river and then is like, yeah, that's what's up and leaves. <laughs> so then <laughs> the next morning she's gone. She left um conflicted with emotions for all three of these people um wild is pissed um he regrets what he did because i mean he did like this super angsty like thing like he straight up just jerked off in front of her like to piss her off it made me think of like a pissed off like dog or a cat trying to mark its territory by just pissing yes. on something <laughs> Like, sometimes you just gotta jerk off into a river when you're angry. (laughs) Yeah, in front of the person you're pissed off at. And she just, like, I just pictured him standing in the river, just, like, all majestic looking in this really cold fucking river, mind you. (laughs) They're just chilling in a freezing polar plunge. I don't know how you have an erection right now. (laughs) Um, And I just pictured him just standing there very stoic, like, with the moon, like, glimmering (laughs) on him. And then she's just, like, in the water, like, with her head, like, bobbing (laughs) up or something. Like, what are you doing? Like, she's (laughs) in the water, but, like, he's not even that much on the water. He's, like, either in the bank or just, like, ankle deep. Because she's just, like, watching him, like, (laughs) (laughs) over the water. I'm, like, I love... I love yeah. that her reaction is like, uh-oh, he's so mad at me. <laughs> he, he's so that means me. he's mad. I can hear the emo it's music bad. in the background. Yeah, God. right. <laughs> Super emo moment. I mean, geez. So she runs away after that stone thing again, and <laughs> they chase after her. Um, she's, like, healing people again. Eventually, they catch up with her. So it's that, that uh, dream she had in the beginning in the prologue comes back into play. And then they're like, you know what? No, like, you can't leave us ever again. Like, how dare you? You're ours. Blah, blah, blah. Like, just tell us what you want with the stone. And she's like, no, I can't. I can't trust you yet. I don't trust you enough yet. He's like, well, that's okay, because we want you enough that we'll, like, follow you and, like, take you to this weird stone thingy. Yeah, I mean, eventually they, like, get over to this, like, stone thingy or whatever like another like premonition that she had um essentially happens again where like her hair is kind of like going up and this made her feel all friggin' weird and yeah i don't know i was starting to get really bored at this point <laughs> this point like, this no is the like point. honestly the whole book like <laughs> there was so much so much potential with this book and I was just kind of I was not, not kind of I was very disappointed because there could have been more there could have been way more sex and hot moments in here like and sprinkling cohesion. with this like Ugh. yeah even, like in this like the honestly to me I think the best written part of this book is the the birth scene yeah yeah, yeah. like that yeah, that was like, also I thought, yeah, like, well yeah I was thinking of that I, was I mean, Sheba Queen during that. Oh, I miss Sheba Queen. Well, 
I miss you, Autumn. But like, she gets to the stone, and while she's there, she's like, you know, interacting with it. It's like taking her over, like that scene in Atlantis where like the gem in the sky takes over the princess. Oh yeah. The um, that's what I imagined. But instead of turning, you know, icy blue and like cool things of light, um, she gets like this weird thorny vine stabbed into her neck like a freaking, I don't know. It was like, it, w- it was literally like evil dead, but she was okay with it. Um, <laughs> and while this is happening, the shitty king, the douchebag king, um, was like waiting for her here the whole time. Cause he's like, yeah, we knew you would come. We knew you would be here. Um, and Wilds and the rest of the crew, um, are like fighting the king's men, um, as ever here is conjoining with the stone, whatever the fuck that stone is supposed to do. Um, pretty much like that's like the end of book one here. Left very unsatisfied. That's she's yeah. like left for dead at yeah. the end of the book. The end. It's like. <sighs> Can I just say there was a bit at the at the very beginning, in the very first chapter, that made me think that I was going to enjoy reading this, yeah. and I just want to read it out loud. Power swirled around us, hungry and savage. The need licked like a greedy tongue between my thighs, and an ache bloomed. I wanted him. I wanted him to sheathe his body with mine. More than that, I wanted them all. And I wrote, I mean, sure, yes, okay, I'll read it. Because <laughs> that's how I felt. I was like, hey, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, then uh, it just continued to infuriate me for the next however many pages, basically. Um, the enemies to lovers trope is one of my favorite in the many, the many books that I read. Uh, most of them are young adult enemies to lovers. They usually have fairies or werewolves or some other dumb stuff in them. Love those books. So I thought I was really going to like this, but there has to be some kind of plot point or progression in the relationship between the two people to make them like each other, which this book did not have. This is just like destiny. There's destiny. Yeah. But there wasn't each other destiny. and there's destiny. Then for some reason, all three of them are her destiny. It is literally written on her body. She is, I, she has the three, they are three, and they all have ones on their bodies and scars. And then when they're near sense. each other, then they feel it. They feel it through the scar. That to I, no, I want to point <laughs> out that the only thing that is causing attraction between Ever and these three guys is the same plot point that lets Harry Potter know when Voldemort is near and that it's a scar <laughs> hurts. Yeah, pretty much. That, that, that tidbit I, was so, like, irrelevant to me and I didn't care about it that I forgot to mention it when describing that whole book. Oh, it's so, so awful. Yeah, she can feel when they're close because her scar burns <laughs> And that's what makes her attracted to them. And for some reason, at some point, like, they can't feel her through the scar very well. And there's no explanation for that either, (laughs) other than that she ran away for some reason. Oh, my God. I also hate it. (laughs) Other than all of it. No. Other than lots of it. I didn't realize, (laughs) I didn't realize ever was called ever until chapter three. (laughs) I didn't realize that they put the POV character when they changed it 
usually not all the time at the top of the chapter uh -huh. and they don't actually mention ever's name in the actual like writing until chapter three so i spent a lot of time being like who is this person <laughs> what is her name i have the same i had the same note um because i didn't i did not understand what her name was for the longest time i didn't even realize that her like ever's pov chapter two or three or whatever was the same as the prologue like didn't yeah. even realize that was supposed to be the same point of view and one of my stupid literary nerd issues with this book <clears throat> is that the pro the prologue is useless in this book and absolutely yeah. terrible and it should have been the scene with the healer should have been the prologue because yes. the prologue yes. is meant to give vital information to the reader that you need but it's not necessarily about your like main characters or whatever like you know the intro to romeo and juliet where they're like hey we're gonna give you a little bit of backstory about you know the montues and the capulets you you need this information for the story but it's not really about them it's about these two people i'm like the prologue mm -hmm. is this dream that she just more or less has again later on in the book anyway and chapter one is the healer so i'm like oh, okay is this our main character now this healer and then it wasn't it was a flashback and then we flash forward not even back to when the dream was we flash forward to two years prior to when that yes. dream takes place i spent so like, much time going like okay so how far away from the dream are we now like yeah, a lot and didn't. then at some point it's like she's been traveling for a year and it's like, okay, so we're a year out. All right, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, it's the, like they, uh, uh, I was gonna say, it's just like they just wanted to have like a prologue and then 22, 18 years later, 22 years later, like, they just wanted to be able to say that. Yeah, it was very um, strange. I also had a really hard time when she was having the visions. I had a hard time differentiating what was actually happening and what was a vision. And I yeah, didn't yeah, understand. I didn't understand the visions. Like, is it's a big rock with like a crying kid next to it? I don't. Who's the kid? Is the kid? The I don't know. The kid is that like how the mom got her powers, or something? Also, because uh, I feel like this got skipped over. They were born via immaculate conception. Yeah, yes. and the oh, yeah. healer had to use a knife to cut yeah. the hymen, which, which is I, not how that works. No, right? Okay, <laughs> thank you. Because I was like, do I not understand how hymens work? I think they meant an episiotomy because that's what she actually did. Not on, well, I, I, I thought it was going to yeah. be like a C-section sort of situation. And a I thought that's why she need. No, I thought that's why she needed the knife. Oh. I was like, oh, she needs to cut the babies out of her. Like I thought that's what was, but no, it was like a, you know, an episiotomy is when you cut um the yeah like to cut the outside of the vagina to yeah. make the opening bigger so that the baby can come out yeah. if it's too small that's how and then you stitch it back up at the end. but that's not what happened it's not a hymen <laughs> it's definitely not a hymen i yep. thought it was gonna be a c-section thing too, yeah and i was like why but how else are we gonna know that they were born through immaculate conception if we don't have her cut the hymen and why true. does it matter <laughs> why does it matter why does it matter Here's oh, another yeah. thing that never gets addressed in the book is that her mom, the, the Black Viper, is meant to be this, like, evil, notorious witch, but, like, we never find out what she did to get that reputation. Oh. Also, also, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, also, she knows, I think, in the prologue that she is one of three, but I don't know where she finds that out. 
She doesn't. She doesn't know that she has two sisters. Then how does she know it in the yeah. in the prologue? I think the three that she's talking about in the prologue are the hexers. No, she's talking yeah. about how she's one of three. How she is like one of her mother's children's children. Oh. Also, yeah, the true. Black Viper is supposed to be like this evil creature that everyone hates. It like kills a bunch of people, but they like let her have three children and then they take the children away and give them to people. Yeah, and then they just like Why wouldn't you just kill her? Then you don't have her spawn. Yeah, I was assuming they were using them for some kind of power move eventually because they no. were like obviously they're obviously training her to be submissive and hate herself, right? So yeah. Well, no, they can't kill her because if they kill her, like the end of like, any of the babies, the end of the world will come. Oh. Essentially, they said. Well, like, she's gonna uh, die she, eventually. <laughs> well, she gave birth um, to the babies, and then before she died, after giving birth, she was like, "Don't you dare kill my babies! If you kill the babies, you'll regret it." Because like, why did they even let it get to that point? Why did yeah. they lock her up in a basement and let her have the babies? Why didn't they just? How did they get her she was so powerful? I don't... Yeah, how did they get her down? I found the line that Dee is referring to in the prologue. It's page five, and Ever is thinking, three sisters born from a woman more powerful than this world had ever known, a woman most feared, a woman hunted until her final breath. My mother wasn't just a witch, she was the witch. How does she she know there's... She never mentions her sisters again. No. Ned doesn't even know about them through the rest of the book. Like, I think someone actually says, I think one of the hexers says, like, does she even know she has two sisters? And they're like, eh. <laughs> they're like, mm-hmm. Who cares? Who cares? Have you seen her tits? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows that this witch had babies except for, like, the king and is apparently the hexers because that's they were, their duty. I want to know how much older the hexers are compared to her because that's what they were hired to do was to... Yeah watch over her so like what is the age gap here um and then also (laughs) why do they only know so little and then it's just like interesting because like during her travel suits like she was trying to read books and find out more information about her mother and she even like goes to some bar and was like hey man who do i talk to in this place to get some information he's like oh you talk to that guy. His name's Scribe. Yeah, he'll tell you everything. And he's like, I need a historian. Scribe. Like, he's there. a rickety old man. Like, so it's like, <laughs> of course he's old, and of course his name is Scribe, but he knows the history of everything. It's, and we shouldn't even know. be that surprised because there are four named characters in this, or sorry, five named characters in this book, and four out of those five names are Ever Wilds. Wilds, <laughs> multiple wilds, wilds, keen <laughs> and wrist. And yeah, so like everyone else is like, this is a uh, healer, this is a uh, scribe, this is a uh, renegade. Nobody put any effort into naming things in this book. Fuck, my heart leapt into my throat. That was a staring bone beast, half bear, half monstrosity that loved to crunch and eat bones. It gave me the creeps. <laughs> I have that highlighted too because yeah, I freaking hope it gives you. That. Yeah, right. I said like, what a fucking understatement! This <laughs> bone beast that eat eats bones. It's so creepy. Uh, there's a, a big magical spider because bones. of course there is. Oh, there's always a big magical spider in a cave. <laughs> oh god, yeah, the spider. <laughs> they threw in a little Lord of the Rings there. 
Um, also Harry Potter. Yeah, that <laughs> was my it was my reference point. Yeah, the names bothered me a lot. I don't like that like they constantly just refer to her as witch all the time. So it's like there's this one um section where they're trying like after they've already all had that fuck each other and they're kind of like in this relationship. There's a part where it's on page uh 221, warm lips pressed between my thighs. Yanni dropped his hands and cupped my breasts. We're going to make love to you, witch, until the sun comes up. And if you still want the stone, wrist added, then we'll escort you ourselves on one condition. Wilds demanded as he parted my legs and licked my, along my crease. I closed my eyes and trembled. I have no words to respond. There will be no more running. Keanu leaned closer, pressing his face into the crook of my neck, and no more hiding. You belong with us, and it's about time you realize that. Which is a really hot sentence, but it's like, why is it always like witch now at this point? Like, just call her fucking ever. She has a name. She Wait, has a name, she has and a it name. is ever. Which is a perfectly adequate name for a fantasy like heroine person. Yes. Yeah, like I felt like that since that whole like little quote there would have been so much better if they would have just said, like, we're gonna make love to you ever until the sun comes up. Like huh. that would have been so much nicer. Cause at this point they've already all fucked and did things together. Maybe they're mad because they spent two years and uh, two hours of my life running from village to village and not <laughs> moving the plot along at all. Uh, yeah, maybe they they're mad. Super angsty. Maybe they're mad because chapter 22 ends on them like starting an orgy or like a gangbang. And then chapter 23 is just the end the next we woke, morning. We woke and then, up after the orgy. And then they, and his, not, wait, 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 not and only it, does it fade to black on that orgy, it opens immediately on the introduction to another orgy, which doesn't get followed. It doesn't, no, it's like, oh, I, I thought we did that already. You didn't do shit. And then we're promptly never going to do anything ever again. <laughs> I'm so mad about that scene. Also, this is jumping back a bit to that quote that Kayla had. This is also textbook, um, the male protagonist's have no other personality trait than to be mean to the heroine until she like submits to them that's it they're only ever mean to her (sighs) no one has any personality and it's it's another one of these these tropes that we've seen that's like like crazy woman with no sense of like no sense of security or safety or and who doesn't like think about things runs into danger and then the man has to come and like rescue her and save her and run after her whatever the fuck okay in fairness she did she rescued kelp forest she rescued wilds that one time from the spider while he was unconscious she probably sexually assaulted him after that but yes (laughs) by like making out with him while he's unconscious bleeding to death but you know she rescued him from the spider whatever i'll i'll give her that also so much ever is only ever reacting to stuff she doesn't really have any like conscious decisions that she makes after she starts running away and from that point on all of her um actions and decisions are just reacting to the fact that like oh these guys who are hunting me are getting closer so i'm gonna leave again and then leave again and then leave again and she just doesn't have any real agency and then we add in this 
contrived sexual attraction that doesn't make any sense because every time they go in to have some kind of romantic sex scene all of my notes are just you don't know each other (laughs) (laughs) it's like this magical attraction that they feel for no reason and their dreams they're in each other's dreams or something but why but we could have we don't know fuck it i'll you're in each other's dreams, magic, fine. I don't need a better explanation than magic than that. But we could have used those dreams more. Um, could have the- had a whole dream conversation. Yes. Yes. You could have gotten to, you could have pulled a Last Jedi or whatever the fuck or any of these other <laughs> things where people have like magical connections and they could have talked through the dream, gotten to know each other, actually like overcome their differences, even though none of them know what their actual differences are other than they're chasing me and we got a chaser they're also for uh people who have been trained and uh their only job is to catch her they're really bad at it yeah and she's not saying she's not subtle she's going from village to village magically healing children to the point where when she goes to these houses they go are you the healer you know, yeah. the one. And then she goes, it's a me. <laughs> they show up. They show it's up. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> they show up in the tavern that she's in like three times and she just sneaks out the back door and runs. And they, they don't see her again for four months. Like, how fast is she? There's three of them too. <laughs> why? You can't catch her? Are you like, kidding me? Once you walk into the same tavern that she is, why don't you put like, I don't know, a man at each door? So yeah, there's three of again. you. Cover the exits. <laughs> And she also, never she, asks, hey, like, like, hey, guys, like, hey, why the, are you chasing me? She And she learns magic at some point. Because one of the things, she, she, it's like she whispers like an enchantment. Uh, do the thing. Uh, there's no, she, at the beginning of this book, she barely even knows that she has any magic in her. She accidentally brings down a tower and sets a rapist on fire. And then... <laughs> Now she's like a super amazing healer all of a sudden. All of us eventually. <laughs> the sex is actually not pr- not all that no, problematic. I Except like the point where ever kisses Wild while he's unconscious. There weren't yeah. really any other problematic points. Everything was super consensual. It just didn't make any sense why they were attracted to each no, other. No, I yeah. like the sex scene with with Rist and uh, Keanu a lot. Like yeah. I like that sex scene a lot. It was the only one. <laughs> that was really worth anything. But I liked it. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a quote from that scene. Yes, please. With a, pri- <laughs> with a primal roar, Keen lifted my feet from the ground, my body impaled by his pulsing shaft. Wrist gave a merciless snarl as he pulsed inside my mouth. Warmth splashed down the back of my throat. I swallowed and swallowed and wrists hold on my head eased. I pulled away, gasping for breath. How are they standing? <laughs> I don't know. She's pressed against the wall and Keen, oh, I wish I could draw better because I draw a diagram. Keen lifts <laughs> her. So he's like, they're like stand fucking. He lifts her feet off the ground and like impales her. And she's like, yes. But at the same time, she's also giving a blowjob to the other one. It's like a backwards, it's like an upside down <laughs> Eiffel Tower. Oh, Don't he like <laughs> repelling from the ceiling? <laughs> no, 
like she's she's on him and she's like flat on her back across and then but i thought they were standing <laughs> they are standing she's not standing Picture an Eiffel Tower with them standing, but instead of instead of her facing the ground, she's facing the ceiling. That just sounds oh, uncomfortable. Anywhere <laughs> so with your mouth. So then is wrist like a, stand? Like a, Wait, no. This this is more questions because if that's I get all right. I get what you're. She is parallel to the ground yes. there. Yeah, reverse <laughs> Eiffel Tower. But yeah. all right. So then is wrist like holding her wrists? No. How is he standing? Because is he standing, like, facing Keen so that yeah, his, like, yeah, yeah. dick is going down her throat backwards? Because uh -huh. it doesn't seem like once it's erect, it should bend that way um, down her throat. Or is he, like, straddling the other side of her neck so that she can, like, get a little leverage with her neck up? No, I and, think like, her his head butt is, is facing. No, that makes less sense. They've, they're I facing each other. I have no. Someone needs to, yeah, draw draw a diagram or something because I've I don't know. Not you've. I'm now. I'm more confused. <laughs> Nicole's like I'm on it. <laughs> Look I at the wrist even, right there. None of the the ways I'm picturing this in my head are anatomically possible. Same, which is why I'm really confused. Just Unless keep going. I got lost mm. a lot. Yeah. I got lost a lot because of little situations like this. Like, wait, how did they go from standing to sitting to what? Where did that happen? Like, like, oh, your dick's in her ear? I don't know. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I drew that arm wrong. Fuck. <laughs> Arms are very hard and so are fingers. Yes. We don't uh, need individual fingers. I used to we? draw a lot of people with hands behind their backs. <laughs> Okay. When I was a teenager. I mean, if or you now. like seeing people tied up, that's fine too. In this book, they like seeing people back tied when, up. Back when I back when I drew a lot of still like still do adult, did a lot of drawing. I was not aware that I liked people tied up, so I don't think that. Or maybe it was like a sub subconscious thing. Oh yeah, it totally sounds subconscious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was still a little it, Freudian. It was here, it was teenage want. teenage me learning some things about myself. Was it like a human centipede? Yeah, but her head's got to be back more. <laughs> what? How does that? It says that, that I don't know. Keen Keen is holding her feet, lifted her feet off the ground. So he's got her feet, and he's that's his penis. <laughs> you gotta post a picture of this on Instagram, yeah, and, and just be like, guess what we're and reading? Then wrist <laughs> snarl as he pulls inside war splash down. Put, and then wrist is holding her head. So if he's holding her head. So are you saying her head is like fucking exorcist snapped back to fit his <laughs> dick? Maybe she's like, is she like leaning down? Like she's not her, it's, it's like sloping? Yeah, did you ever do I that? Like you sloping? lay on the bed and you let your head flop like off the bed? And then and a stranger comes and put his penis in your mouth? Yeah, but at least you have a bed under you to take it's on all like that pressure. Soft. Well, she might be much smaller than I am. I don't know, maybe <laughs> one person could hold her up. <laughs> I like how they commented on her like, her wardrobe changes constantly through the book. Like, we got little updates on what she decided to start wearing. So in the beginning of the book, it was the dress, the only dress and cape or cloak or whatever that they would give her to wear. And then it turned into her wearing pants and, like, laced-up boots to her knees. Um, and then it turned into her, like, oh, what's even better? Leather pants and a fucking corset. I can do more than that. <laughs> I like that's how it transforms. 
I like the like the 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 time you you first learn about the pants where it's like a little girl goes, "Mommy, can I have boots like the lady?" And the mom is like, "Get away from this pants wearing whore." <laughs> Nicole, I've read this passage four times in the past 10 minutes, and I think that he, that Keen is doing her from behind, like, like doggy style, like holding her. But her feet? Take... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He lifted my feet off the ground. Where is that? Yeah, but you can lift someone's feet off the ground by holding them on their the hips. Yeah. You're, you're, you lift someone's feet off the ground by, like, lifting their hips up. You know? So, wrist pulled me forward as Keen licked along my crease, turned his head to kiss my inner thigh, and rose. We were far from over. That pulse clenching, we put my thighs, plays with an ache. Wrist pulled me around until he was the one pressed against the stony wall. I lowered my hand, reached for that hard length between his thighs. As behind me, the sound of clothing hit the ground. Something pressed between my thighs, something hard and warm. So, she reaches back, and he goes in that way, and then she's with the hands in the front, taking the pants off of the other one. Now we have to draw another picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did it somehow. She got two dicks and that's all that matters. The key yeah. detail. That makes the Keep most sense. I like how happy your stick figures are. Look at that. <laughs> Look at like they're, big open mouths of pleasure. They're enjoying themselves. <laughs> big open mouths of pleasure. So yeah, I started reading this book. Then I read and went and read a bunch of Witcher fan fiction. Then I read the end of this book in the hope that it would be better than the beginning of the book. It wasn't really. And then I went back to the, the middle where I left off. That's my journey through this You can insane... cut out the middle 45% of this oh, book. Oh, yeah. It's just running, healing children, taverns, her describing eating stew. And the <laughs> That's dog. great. So many stews. Ugh. <laughs> She's like, oh, I think that L ran through me. Can I use your bathroom? Yes. <laughs> escapes. Not about that. Sorry. Excuse me. I'm I having a she escapes the one time. <laughs> She's like, oh, my lovers are here. I have some diarrhea. I need to go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. how wet did this book make you? <laughs> so, you know, when you're baking and you have to mix together the wet ingredients. Um, I'm the bowl of dry ingredients off to the <laughs> side. <laughs> oh, I'm I, I'm food poisoning stew. Ooh, Ooh. that imp- Yeah, I drank a lot this weekend. Oh god, <laughs> dry and unkempt <laughs> and in need of care, as my hair is right now, which is a goddamn mess. <laughs> And needs like I need like a mask, like a moisturizing mask and a haircut, and like several conditioners, and they will still not be hydrated enough to enjoy this book. <laughs> That's how I feel. Um, this book made me feel like when I make sauce, like homemade sauce from like my lasagnas and stuff. But, like, the last time I made the sauce, I was super excited. I was excited to eat it because it's really good. Um, Try not to toot my own horn. But I went to go open the lid. And, like, because it was simmering for a while, there was, like, a bubble of sauce that kind of, like, splashed up (laughs) and hit my finger. Which, if you look, you can kind of still see the scar I have. 
but it ended up like blistering like really 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 bad yeah um clearly it's still healing because i have this mark permanent mark here for a while now um so it was like that like i was so excited for it i had i was anticipating it you know really eager to have some delicious sauce and then the sauce was like fuck you i'm not ready yet and just smashed <laughs> me with some salty <laughs> hot shit and oof, burned the fuck out of my middle finger <laughs> appropriate like very appropriate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was i was excited and i was disappointed like <sighs> i feel like this person instead of trying to dish out like seven or eight other books should take the time and really like devil like the, in the details of this one and make it better I, i'm about to ask you guys a difficult question and it's difficult because we have very minimal knowledge on all of these characters <laughs> so out of Wilds, Keen, and Wrist, who would you fuck? Who would you give a blowjob to? And who would you want to go down on you? I would, I think, I feel like I could literally do like eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and it would not matter. Right, because we know nothing about these characters. I don't remember any, I don't remember which of them that did what to her at any point. All right, I'm going to fuck Wilds. Sure. I'm going to give Wrist a blowjob. And Keen seems the nicest and most sensitive, so he's the one that I want to eat me out because maybe he'll be better at it than the other two. I'm going to go same with Wilds because he's the most sex scenes that we get, so I, I guess I know his dick better than the other ones. But <laughs> I think... Now, see... I, I know so little about them that I don't know if I'm confusing Keenan Wrist, but one of them is like massive, massive, massive burly dude. Keen. Giant dick. That's Keen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I, then I choose the same as Amanda because I don't want to gag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I will, I will join. No, no, no. This. Sorry. No, then I do do the opposite sorry, of don't. Amanda because I don't want to gag. So I want now whoever's I, got I the big like one. To go down on me and then I'll... Yeah. yeah. That's what I did. I did Keen going down on me and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wrist. Yeah. Okay. See? This that is confusing. Fine. This is a I confusing don't... book. How do I ever the tell any of these I mean, guys the, apart? The only reason we know which one Wilds is, and I almost just called him Wolf because that's basically <laughs> the same. He's Wolf Run 2.0. <laughs> basically. The only reason why I remember is because he's the one who is supposed to be like the Witcher... With yeah, her, with his hair and his amber eyes and all that Which sort of stuff. Which is hot. And he's the uh, one who's like her real true person, like true lover or whatever. And the other ones were sort of like peripheral just accessories. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm assuming because he is the main one, he's the best one. Sure. Assuming. And the other two, I feel like, yeah, not wanting to choke on a giant dick is a reasonable, a reasonable criteria. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, yeah, I would go with the same as um, Amanda. <laughs> I don't want to suffocate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good yeah, life model. Also, also, he's a cook. He likes to cook, oh, so I feel like he's probably yeah. really good with his hands. 
Needing that dough. Hey. One of them's like good with animals too, and I don't remember which one. Wrist. Because it's wrist. Because it's basically alien werewolves, and they all gotta have a thing. Yeah, that one personality trait. In in that, that chapter, by the way. Sentence. In that chapter, by the way, after they have sex, they all got real like like smoopy and like 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 get like dopey smiles on their faces and stuff. And I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> what is this? You remember what this book made me think of with the like the lack of knowledge um in the con like of people's personalities or like their depth or whatever as characters and the constant like cat and mouse games? It makes me think of online dating during a pandemic. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm on fucking Tinder and it's just like <laughs> who are you? <laughs> what I don't understand what you're trying to tell me with this whatever this is <laughs> yes. or just like online dating as a whole um yeah particularly in LA I guess but um it's like yeah. oh I love I love traveling and walks in the gym and it's like I don't want to do any of <laughs> those things so have a nice day also like here's my here's my cat here's my dog this child is not mine like <laughs> who gives a shit genuinely <laughs> ugh Next time on the Kinky Ladies Book Club, we are reading Love Potion 69 by Pandora Pine, and we'll be joined by a very special surprise guest. What could possibly go wrong when a warlock accidentally drinks a batch of love potion? If the Kinky Ladies get you all hot and bothered, be sure to rate and subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. We are the Kinky Ladies Book Club on Facebook, Kinky Ladies Podcast on Instagram, and on Twitter, we are Kinky Ladies Pod. And you can always drop us some book suggestions via email, kinkyladiespodcast at gmail.com. But please remember, we want book titles. Not dick pics. I want to know what dark spices smells like and if it's by <laughs> Calvin Klein. Sounds <laughs> like axe. Ugh, it's bad. Ugh. Oh my goodness. <laughs>